Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about getting to know your kids based on what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Hi, welcome to Just Dads Reading Books. I'm here with my friend EJ. And I'm here with my friend Matt. Oh my goodness, it feels like we just did And as this. promised, we just finished recording. Yeah, we just did this. We just finished the recording at the end. And no joke, it has been all of 45 seconds and we're diving right into this. We're going to, let's have some fun now, EJ, though. Okay, yes. we, we did the we did the deep diving into the themes of at least yes. the last book. There's probably more themes we could cover in the series as a whole. But today is a little bit of a celebration of everything yes. about this series. Uh, uh, th- this whole series now there's still more work i feel like i i want to do on this honestly and i we you know we could have like gone and done a whole completionist run basically of like <laughs> i i'm looking at i have a copy of the unauthorized autobiography of lemony snicket oh, on my yeah. i have no idea what's in that and I almost now after finishing the end i think originally i was like yeah well, i'll definitely read that i'll read a bunch of the other sort of like tertiary stuff that comes right. comes later uh after reading the end, I'm like, wait, doesn't it feel like a betrayal <laughs> to do any of that stuff? Like, doesn't it feel wrong now to investigate any more of this series? Because it does to me. A little bit. It does feel a little bit wrong. I do want to say that um, I want to, I, it, this will be maybe a year from now because we have gotten our fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stage. We got to do other But stuff. I do want to do the All the Wrong Questions series. There are five, four books in that series. Yes. Um, the all the wrong questions stuff looks incredible. It's been recommended to us as well yes. now at this point. Right. Um, uh, but I, I've always been interested in it and I've never gotten around to it. So if there's a setup for if for you Lemony Snicket heads out there who yeah. are, are only listen to our podcast for yeah. the Lemony Snicket <laughs> stuff, uh, don't, don't worry. We're not completely done. We're just, we gotta, we got we got to give some gotta, other room for other books. We've, we've done so books. many of these now. Uh, yes. it's, it's, you know, we got to get back to the other only series we read. Like, it's time to read another Airbender yes. book. You know what I mean? Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Yeah. We got to get back into the other stuff that we and, and shunt everything uh-huh, else that, uh-huh. is, that is possibly could be considered children's literature. Right. So, but uh, uh, EJ, but, you've been promising yeah. me for a long time that uh, you yeah. want to you want to work on the canonical Just Dad's reading books ranking of the series of unfortunate events, the 13, the 13 books in the series. Uh, and I think it's a wonderful idea. And it also gives us a chance to rewind a little bit and, and give a, mm-hmm. a, a brief look at each of the books as it were. Uh, but you have an interesting structure of how to tackle this, uh, this problem, this, yeah, this, yeah. this method so, of ranking. I do. I do have a ranking that I have made. Did you make a ranking of your, I didn't, by the way, I'm going to go next? off the dome. I'm going to, I, I, okay, I okay. I've been thinking about it, but I have not put anything okay. to paper. This will be this well. This will be very interesting because the way we're doing it. Um, I want to go middle out. Yeah. Um, in yeah. the way that we rank these, and the reason is, is because I think the most, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to talk about kind of the middleest book, and then work our way like, you know, up the list and down the list respectively to try and figure out, you know, what we really liked about this series and the strong points right. in this episode, and then and and as we're going through those, you know, obviously 
just harken back and, and, and do a little reminiscing yeah. about the books as we go. Definitely. So Yeah, let's get into it. Let's build up. I like the idea of alternating two. If we're doing middle out, we got to like go up one and then down two and then up three and then down four <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with, with 13 books in the series, that means we, we have a seventh, a perfectly in the middle book. So what what is the canonical median of a series of unfortunate events? So this is so this is interesting. I do I do want to preface this by saying I made this list actually with twelve books before I read the end, and yeah. then when I added the end, I didn't look at the list again, so I didn't know actually what my list looked yeah actually looks like. Yeah, I did yeah. this like a month and a half ago, uh -huh. so it's fun looking <laughs> at it now and being like, yeah, this is still right, but it's like <laughs> kind of fun. Um, the middlest book of this series, yeah. Uh, what used to be one of my favorites. In fact, whenever I, I think in our early episodes, I talked about how it used to be one of my favorite books in the series. Yeah. And the middlest book in this series, in my opinion, is book number two, The Reptile. Oh, interesting. I love that. And it, mm -hmm. I, there was a part of me it's that... It's such a good barometer, it, too. It's a good like, barometer. <laughs> you know what's really interesting to me is I was about to say... Uh, something that was coming out as as a roughly middle book for me would be Vile Village, especially okay. just thinking about. Well, hang on, I know, I know we're, we we'll, we'll have lots of discussion here, but Vile mm -hmm. Village to me was a book that was very much like that's what you know we talked about it as like that's when the series really kicks off again or whatever. And if anything, I mean, honestly, the the big problem with uh, this thing we're about to do is I did not mm -hmm. reread the first uh, six books oh, okay. along with the show. Right, I reread them about a year before that or whatever, so they were a little right. bit more vaguely on my mind than they were for you. But what I love about Reptile Room being actually the mm -hmm. middle of the pack is how important it ends up being in these last couple yes. books. I didn't read, like, from from 11 onward, like, really, okay, so we, we said last week, you really only need to read mm -hmm. Grim Grotto, Penultimate Peril, and The End. You could add Reptile Room to that, and this is, a, this is a four-book yeah. series. You could read four yep. books in this whole series and have... Mm -hmm a good enough gist of every important detail that needs to exist. I'd argue, you, I still argue you could, you could leave out book 12 and it wouldn't be the the end of the world. But uh, yeah, I don't you know, you get introduced would. to Kit Snicket. You need Kit Snicket in there, sure. You sure. do need Kit. Yeah, so, yeah. so those four books. And so the idea that the middlest book is like the one book you, from that, especially from that first six, right? Like the way we define mm -hmm. a lot of these things is the, those first six books are probably not the top six books i would right. i would venture to guess most of them are not in the top six and so that's correct except for reptile room being like that is the highest you can climb that's the best you can do in uh, uh in in those early six books basically i uh, agreed um the reptile room here's what it does well the reptile room is fun yeah, like it is it is it is while fun, being fun, so fun. dark right like it's the right it's oh, the it's one where someone dark. dies really early actually in it it has uh such agatha christie vibes oh sure like, yeah yeah yeah. It, it's like such a murder mystery it's right. very columbo the way yeah. the kids well, are walking around and like count olaf's kind of a goofy villain in it uh it's the first kind of goofy. it's very mystical right it's it's yes. very it it lends it it's is a, magical it's a good setup because the bad beginning is just like dark. You read that book and you're like, this is just like a dark series. But the reptile yeah. room has this like weirdly cognizant snake, has this magical mm -hmm. mansion with the light, like you and and like mm -hmm. this weird road that smells like horseradish. You you right. just get all these funny hints that give off the vibe that like this series is wacky. Whereas Bad Beginning doesn't feel does. wacky. And I think Reptile Room really sells the idea that like this series is pretty goofy, okay? So it, 
and and here's why it's the middleest because there has to be cons to that too, right? Like, yeah, it is goofy to the point where you're like, oh, this is so goofy, but it's stuck yeah. in the that first six. I'm gonna call it first five because sure. I'm not gonna put Ursat's elevator. Yeah, I'm not putting that down just yet. All okay. right, I I want Ursat's elevator. Okay, that's fine. At some point, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but Reptile Room does this, like you said, it's so goofy and wacky, but it's stuck in all of these kind of almost realist books like yeah. the rest of them kind of like even though for like miserable mill has that wild ending like yeah. it's an absolutely crazy ending right, to it right um but the rest of them do kind of feel like ah now this isn't really absurdist enough yeah um and reptile room then almost it's almost like it its tone changes because of the books around it mm-hmm. um you know what i'm saying like thinking back on the reptile room in a vacuum you're like oh that book's so what like yeah I, even now i'm thinking man i love that book so much <laughs> even though whenever i was reading it i was like oh this isn't as great as i remembered right. it but it does have that it just is so fun dr yeah. montgomery montgomery is such a cool person like yeah. he's the best of the guardians too like of the guardians we get I mean, there's none better than Montgomery Montgomery. It's he true. Is, he is, and he awesome. becomes the most important. I mean, he is the most right. important guardian in the arc of the of the whole series. True. Um, true. So, all right, let's yeah. let's let's go one down then. Let's let's get into the lower half. Uh, we're gonna work okay. our way worse. I I want to I want to call out a book, but you can tell me then what yours is. But we're kind of we're gonna build a cumulative list together, uh, kind of based off of yours. But if I'm looking at some things, I think right under Reptile Room, what I know is further down is like. Bad beginning, probably miserable mill. Austere Academy for me goes down there. But if I'm looking at some other stuff to be much closer to Reptile Room, I think there's two that uh, call out to me, and that would be Hostile Hospital and Wide Window. I think those two are in this like just below Reptile Room sort of space. Okay, yeah, you're you're kind of in the ballpark, I think. But uh, the one that I currently have there mm-hmm. is the Grim Grotto. Okay, um, this is where we're going to fight have, each other. We're going yeah, to we're going to have to table say, this, this is, discussion. We will have to yeah, table so, this. <laughs> yeah, so we'll 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 just skip that one for now. But that's kind of where you're, I'm you're at. You're still with a Grim Grotto hater. Well, can, can you, I don't think it's a hate. I don't think that's hate because I really hated that book back when I read it. Uh-huh. Right, like back when I read it, I really didn't like that book. And this time around, I really didn't much like it again because no, I read it. You know, you had the Tim Curry lot. experience. But even outside the of the Tim Curry experience, experience, the getting the like the story <sighs> of Fiona and the hook handed man and getting like the context of the broader I like that world. Story. I and love I how much if anything episode. if anything uh, so much of what happens in Grim Grotto is mm-hmm. you don't know it at the time and so maybe it leads to some frustration, but especially now after reading the end, you get the best answers you're going to get out of Daniel Handler about a bunch of the mysteries. Like he gives you some details about these other characters' lives and they are satisfying. And maybe at the end of the Grim Grotto, you're like, well, we're obviously going to learn more about that later. And knowing that you definitely never will, to me, uh-huh. ho- I hold it in even higher regard then. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, that was our little window. That was the last time we ever see Fiona. That's the last time we ever see Captain Wintershams or the hook-handed man. It's the last time we get a glimpse into what was going on with them. And it's like, I, I like relish it. I, 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 I love it a lot. So here's what I think then for this book. So I think now that we move the reptile room to eight and we put Grim Grotto at seven. For Interesting. Now. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? Well, I think we'll, it could go higher, but we'll, we'll, we'll toy around with it. I mean, we, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta build out a lot more of this list, I suppose. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see. Let's, let's, let's go above uh reptile room the, the main reason the main problem i have is i mm-hmm. I just think grim grotto actually goes above reptile room because 
Reptile Room still exists in that space where it's like the book is like 110 pages or whatever. It's like right. it's a, it's, it's about almost short. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah, we get real characters, we get real development, we get the mystery of the question mark beast true. in Grim Grotto. That's yeah, like the but, coolest, okay, most fantastical element. Week. We talked know. about last week. None of that gets wrapped up. I know, like, but it is a, any, it is an element of it, it's right? Important. I it's, will say that. It is, yes. It's, it's I, the whole. Think... It's the whole like solution to what happened to Kit Snicket and why she washed ashore. Is this is this freaky, unknowable the... being? And how much is that in line with like the themes of the mysteries of like you don't get to know what that is. You don't get to know I what think, the monster is. I think the biggest thing for me about the Grim Grotto is it has maybe the worst opening of any book. It is the worst. It's just slow, I, I super slow. It's so slow. Yeah. And I, and I think the way that I'm looking at it more is less about kind of the themes in some ways and some of the ways that these books read yeah. too. Sure. And I just, I just, I will never forgive the Grim Grotto for putting me on the Queequeg for five chapters and doing nothing. Yeah. Like, right. It, it really is. No, like, I'll, I'll give when you, you that. Look at it, when you look at it, like you're, you're talking about the reptile room being 110 pages, the Grim Grotto has 110 pages <laughs> of content. Of, of, of content that, yeah. Well, I, I'm actually going to give it uh, more of a benefit of the doubt than yeah. that. I'm going to say that it has 110 pages that isn't content, right. and then the rest of it is. It so is, right. it, I'm going to say the better majority of that book yeah. is very good. And but I it's, would got, say, it's got a reptile's room worth of nothing. <laughs> At the beginning has, of that book. Exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah. they, they, they go nowhere right. for so long in that book that it, I, I worry about kids reading that book. I just worry about hmm. kids picking that book up because yeah. I know how I felt. Yeah. I did the sure. same thing when I was a kid. And I, when you pick that book up, it, just, to me, it did not sell you just me. Start to feel bored, yeah, and and, and what a, what a horrible time to maybe fall off the series, as I <laughs> yeah. as I learned. Like it, it's right. like it's about to get so good, and you're gonna yes. fall off in the it's first about to get great first few chapters get, of that book. Yeah, it's about to be an all time great series, right. and then the Grim Grotto comes along and kind of knocks you out. Uh, kind of, it just kind of. It's true. Uh, I can't deny can't that. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me. So I, yeah, I I, yes. I can't deny that effect it has on the first time reader. So uh, I don't mind it being seven, right? We'll now. see. Well, uh, let's, let's 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 keep yeah. Reptile Room seven. Let's go with your. Let's keep going with your ranking. I want I want you to just keep presenting it to me. So what's above Reptile Room? Yeah, our sixth best book is The Vile Village. So I thought okay. it was interesting that you would put The Vile Village in the middle because I also agree it's yeah. right around that area. Yeah. These three books to me, right, are just. I mean, for me, uh, not necessarily for this podcast, but for me, just they all have important elements yes. that get discussed later, right? They're yeah. the important keystones of the series, but they aren't necessarily the best books. Right. They're not the best and written. They're not the most right. interesting things going on, but they're like critical components. Whereas like everything yes. below this set is going to be like, eh, could you could you just avoid that book? Pro probably. Maybe. Right. You could probably just avoid that book or whatever. Uh, right. and, and everything the above is like, this is why we read this series. This is why we do yes. this. <laughs> yes. The Vile Village is, like you said, it's the standard setter for the rest of the series. Right. So we we get to learn so much. We learn about the Snickets, right? It's kind of our, it's our first Snicket. We mm -hmm. get Jacques yep. in this book. Um, we don't get them for long. Unfortunately, I wish we got them more like we got them in the series, uh, the, the, the right. uh, TV series, the Netflix series. Yeah. Um, we don't get him like that. We do get him in a very brief capacity, um, but it does set up that Lemony lives in this universe. It, a yeah, bit in, more. in retrospect too, of like how the series mm -hmm. ends, 
knowing that that's like how daniel handler chooses to care about mysteries like at the time it's right. just like oh we're just sort of getting a glimmer into the content oh we know that our character's name is lemony snicket we get introduced to a character named Jacques snicket and we have to infer details about that mystery not knowing at the time that that's like what you'll be doing for the rest of this is like <laughs> so interesting and makes right. that such a critical component because it's like this is how he's telling the story is like hey look this person is like a flash in the pan in this book he's in like three chapters and that's all you'll ever get of him and we're gonna set up that it's a big mystery but mm -hmm. it's not a part of this story actually it's not a mystery that matters to you uh actually at all where he's been and what he's been doing and you'll never learn anything else about Jacques Snicket that's fascinating yeah. <laughs> the other thing about the vile village too is that it's it is the most consistent in, from my memory to the reread. Yeah, right. And I think that's really cool. Like I, there a lot of these books, like on reread, either got better or worse mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Reptile Room was probably in my top three yeah. favorite in my in the series, and now it's seven. Like right, right. it was a you know there's a lot of drops. Like Grim Grotto was my least favorite, and it's eight. <laughs> it climbed like, a lot. Yeah, it did, it did a good a job. <laughs> <laughs> it really did a lot. Like there was a lot of heavy lifting on both of those ends, but. Vile Village, and a reason that we might, when we reorganize this list a little bit later, uh, that it might end up right in the dead center is yep. because of its consistency. Yep. Um, it is kind of wacky. It's probably the second best guardian they have in Hector. Yep. Uh, he's he's a cool guy. Um, it seems like the problem, you know, <laughs> there's obviously a murder afoot, right. which is kind of fun. Right. And, and you'll, that's kind of a theme in these middle ones. There's always a murder afoot right. in, like, right. in, what, in these books. So uh, it just feels that they're very mystery heavy. Like yeah. Grim Grotto has that really mystery heavy ending, which is very, very fun. Like, right. I, I, I can't describe to you how much I really do like Grim Grotto. And so, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, that's really the, uh, uh, yeah. really all I have to say about Vile Village is yeah. that it's, it's it's just solid. No, I I, I agree completely. I do like the idea of putting it back in the middle just for that context of like it is unyielding in its ranking. It has always been seventh. It is the it seventh is seven. book. It's the it seventh is, book. It uh, is the seventh most important, and it is the set. Like it just will always and forever be that. But let's go. Let's drop back down. Then we've we've gone above mm -hmm. Reptile Room. Let's now go below Grim Grotto. What is our ninth best book of the series? And and this is the line of quality. I think ah. Um, there are four books below this this book that I think uh, struggle, um, yeah. and then but this book just clears the line of quality, and it is mm -hmm. the Wide Window, another book you had already brought up. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we're giving Wide Window some credit here, and I agree yes. completely that it's not an amazing book, but like you said, it it's just like. It's a well it's a well enough told book. It's short. Mm -hmm. It's got a good fallible guardian, like a really uh, yes, it's our first really introduction. Good guardian. Right. It's a it's a good introduction to someone who means well but just can't. Right. Just can't pull it off. Just not there. And that's like such a critical element to so many guardians going forward. And I think the imagery of this one uh continues to stand out in my mind a lot more than other ones. Like the lake itself, the scene with the leeches, the house falling into the sea or into the lake i should say like uh, there's there's really good stuff in it that's like really evocative whereas i think some of the others yeah don't have like as notable of a setting basically right yeah the wide window like i i love i love aunt josephine in this yeah. and and honestly more than i had remembered and i think what i think the movie actually did a lot of aunt maybe josephine so kind of wrong yeah you know 
Right. Like I had a lot of memory of the movie and not, not to Meryl Streep, obviously an incredible actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need to say that, uh, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, there's no reason to feel, um, like, like she, but it's just my memory of her is that movie. And yeah. she's actually a lot better in the book. Like she right. is a better character in the book, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm happy with this one. There's not much else to say about that book because we are getting into the the bottom half of things. Uh, let's jump up ahead. I think I said the wrong number earlier, too. This is going to be such a confusing thing to listen to, but we're jumping we're up five. ahead of Vile Village for the fifth best book of the series. What do you got? Yeah, on my list, um, I'm actually making a change in media okay. res here. Um, <laughs> I, the book that I had fourth, I'm swapping the fourth and fifth right now. Just just off the dome. I'm going to go with Carnivorous Carnival. At oh, interesting. What did you swap yes. it with? I, I got to know what you swapped I, it with. I did swap it with the end, and it was mostly because we just came Whoa. off the episode. Yes, yes, yes. The end not being in your top three is untenable not, to me. Not in my top three. It could be. Actually, there's, there's another... I might still swap it again. Let's, because let's, there's a book. We'll, we'll come back to that then, and we'll at least just we'll do carnivorous right now. But we will need to talk about carnival. We'll need is to talk a about freaking romp, dude. Yeah, it's this really book's great. a romp, dude. <laughs> it's not actually oh important gosh. at all in the long run. It'll, it's not. It's not an even remotely important book to the nope. series. But it's Who maybe cares? the most fun of the whole, and it's and it's got some of my favorite themes of the whole series, yes. just individually, like on its own. This like magician who's like lying about, you know, th- this 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 yes. pseudoscience <laughs> vibe to it. Just love it, love everything about it. But you're absolutely right. It's like, book. but that's it. It just sort of exists by itself. And this is the line of like great books. Like this right. is the line of great books. Vile Village falls into that middle section, right? So we have Vile Village, Reptile Room, Grim Grotto, and Wide Window which are in that middle section of these are, or, well, we have Grim Grotto there for now, but <laughs> these are good books, right. right? These are the good ones in the series and it's the line of quality. Yeah. Carnivorous Carnival to me is the line of just like the the, 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 five, the four above it are incredible. Yeah. Like right. every book that I put above Carnivorous Carnival, I feel like are incredible books. Yeah. So, if anything, um, I would say Carnivorous Carnival's vibe is like it's incredible. It just doesn't matter. It's just meaningless. It's like it, it's yes, a meaningless one off. Who cares? But so it is incredible. Fun. But everything above it is also <laughs> incredible, but also like critically important to the series, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Except for one more that I'm also going to be swapping, but we'll, Good. we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. jump down to number 10 right underneath Wide Window. Uh, yeah, underneath wide window, this is the best of the worst books. There are four down here, uh-huh. um, and this is the miserable mill. Um, yeah, I got the miserable mill here higher than the other three that I would consider not great um, because it does have that absolutely incredible ending. Yeah, uh, this book, this book, this book makes me laugh like thinking about it, and right. I think that's I think there's something to be said for that. Like it's just, an interesting one because it, it it's hard for me to think about some of the things that go on in that one because like the themes I think are a little bit off in that book. It's like, what are we trying to say about like, I don't know, good versus evil and stuff? Is this, this is, uh you know, we have, we have Sir in this one who does come back mm-hmm. later. Sir is a he pretty does. weird guardian, uh pretty like obviously Charles just is there. evil. Charles is there as a, as a, as you know, kind of our good guy. That relationship gets fleshed out later in, in such a fascinating way. Like the, the relationship mm-hmm. between Charles and Sir. But yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like when I think about this book, there's very little for me to grasp onto. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be curious what your three under this are, but I might be wanting to do a swap 
to see this book go even okay. lower. We'll see. We'll I, see. I, I'm not. I'm not upset with that. I think the 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 whole arc with the the evil optometrist yeah. is awesome. I yeah. think that stuff is actually really good. Right. The stuff that fails is kind of like the Philip stuff in Philip in that book too. And then his yeah. name, he ends yes. up on the Queequeg. Right. <laughs> like it's kind of that stuff's kind of like whatever. Like I don't care about them getting like it's it it's kind of ludicrous. Uh, in not a good way, especially coming off a of wide window, which is actually a very practical book. Right. Is the way I would put it. Yeah. It comes off of a very practical book. It kind of does this thing early on in the series where it goes like uh, practical book to zany. Like, yeah, yeah, to right. Practical yeah. to zany. Yeah, exactly. The, those first kinda, six books are like, what are my range? Daniel Handler is like to- exploring the range of the universe. How weird can I the get? The total range, yeah. Yeah, how dark do I need to be? And he's just sort of feeling it out. And yeah, I feel like Miserable Mill is maybe just confused in that manner. But we'll, we'll come back to that conversation. Let's jump ahead of, of Carnivorous Carnival now to number four, uh, of which we're now like in the greats. What What is the bottom of our truly great and important books? Yeah, uh, you know, and I, this one could even be swapped with Carnivorous Carnival. These two are so close to for me. And yeah. Like I said, I just kind of shoved the end in there, but the end is definitely a top three book. Uh-huh. Um, but the Ursat's Elevator, it's the best yeah. of the first okay. six. I, I knew and you were, I, I figured you were going to say that, especially because you teased earlier that Ursat's Elevator mm-hmm. is above Reptile Room for you. And I'll and, give you this one. I'm not as big of a fan of, of Ursat's Elevator, although I think there are really excellent parts of it like I, I mean you know i love the visual of the black uh page that that you get hit with in the elevator mm-hmm. shaft and uh you know some of the mysteries that you're getting in this one i think are fun but yeah tell me tell me why it's so high for you in this in well this real quick this is the la- this is the last one you didn't reread for that's our, right for our series right yep. so yeah, yeah so that makes a lot of sense that why it maybe didn't connect with you on this on this time around or you don't maybe don't remember it as well yeah um the Ursat's elevator actually is up there with the vile village and how important it is to okay. the series. Yeah. Because what it does is it's in that book, we learn a lot of things. First, we get Esme, yeah. who is very important to Definitely. the next six books right. after that. Right. Um, then we also get in that book, we get the elevator shaft that leads to the Baudelaire's home. We get in this well, book, yeah, the I concept mean, dang, of a red herring. You know what? You know what's wild <laughs> is is how much like, right there, especially at the end of the end, they mm-hmm. very much like there's there's this vague thing happening in the background a lot where they're trying to Daniel Hannah's trying to tease you like who started the fight, who killed the Baudelaire parents, right. and you really think it's Olaf for a while, but you eventually get to the obvious answer is actually Esme. Esme Esme, is the one who, and she's been around longer than she lets on than in even this book. And this book, it just seems like she shows up and then Olaf is like, you want to be my girlfriend? And they're like, yeah, but it's like, no, they've known each other. And actually she's been bad for a long time. And yeah, Yeah. it's, it's really interesting in that new context of like, uh, you're going to meet the actual, like, villain villain yeah. of the, the of the Baudelaire's lives their, yeah right the actual killer of their parents and the fact that just like like she's totally nonchalant about it she's yeah. a psychopath by the way yeah. like she's right. she is a, a a bona fide psychopath she's a weirdo a narcissist um yeah. but Olaf in, in is like things, a villain because he wants to be a villain Esme right. is like a villain because, because she doesn't mean. care who she hurts <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> she's just yeah, yeah, greedy yeah, she, she's a sociopath yeah, yeah. essentially yeah 
yeah. So, so I, I think this book is a lot, and, and I would be down to switch this one in Carnivorous Carnival at some point. No, I, I'm I down to those, give this one to you. I, I, I think I, there's like visuals okay. that stand out to me. There's, there's yeah. all kinds of stuff. I don't hearken back to the themes as much, but I do agree that it's, it's important and super important. Uh, it's one I didn't reread, so I can't, I can't like the quagmires are captured in this one. Yeah, there's, it's, there's big quagmire mystery stuff going on. I'm yeah. happy with it being our number four. Uh, yeah, all right, we're now in the bottom three. Uh, yeah. underneath miserable mill what do we got at number 11 yeah i got the austere academy yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i agree i don't like this book i just don't like it i don't it. like this book one bit kind, kind of at all uh i'm trying <laughs> to I'm, I'm trying to like do the math now and figure out what your because i i know what your number 13 is now i just know oh yeah. i got it all right i figured yeah, out the math yeah. here Okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Let's let's close things out because I want the rush for the top three to be kind of more eventful. So you've got here's my prediction. You've got Austere Academy and then Hostile Hospital and then the Bad Beginning. Is that wow, is that your final three? Crushed it. You yeah. actually crushed it. Nice yeah. job. And and yeah. I I think I I think I agree. Although there's an argument for me, and I I, I remember you saying you really didn't like Hostile Hospital. There's an argument for me that Hostile Hospital maybe even belongs above Miserable Mill. And that that's okay. like the sw- like that's the kind of shift around I want to see. But yeah, sell me on your your disdain for book number uh, what is it eight? Yeah, Hostile Hospital. Here's the thing about Hostile Hospital. So we we like to separate this series in a fun way. We separate it by the first six books, yep. and then there's like this this three book stretch in the middle. There's mm-hmm. seven, eight, and nine. Yep. Um, and Hostile Hospital A is the weakest of that middle stretch. Definitely. Not only is it the weakest, I feel like it's some lazy writing. Especially yeah. right. especially for how he had been writing leading up to this. Yeah. It is and like like I said, we're huge fans of the series, everybody, so chill out. But <laughs> but if if Hostile Hospital is one of your favorites, because it it does not it does not click on any level of yeah. what he is capable of. Right. Um the book is jumbled. It feels very. It feels like it's it's nonsense. It's the in ways that stretch. aren't even part of the universe. Absolutely, like, it's stretched in like the adults are supposed to be buffoonish so often, but this one mm-hmm. is just it's kind. It's it it's ridiculous. It's not. It's not even just that. Like it's the plot of it is 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 not good. Like it's just like Hostile Hospital is just some of the weakest part of the series for yeah. Daniel Handler, and I say that knowing that he's a very good writer right mm-hmm. like the rest of this series is good and it's just so lazy like the plot itself doesn't even really make a whole lot of sense yeah like the plot is just like they get on a bus they end up at a hospital that's half finished yeah it, and that's so funny because it's an allegory for this book in my opinion the hospital's <laughs> half finished and so is this book like there's not a lot of sustenance here yeah they find a library that doesn't that where they find a page of a thing that doesn't even matter yeah. in the end none of that really matters um, it's, it sets up some of the kind of weaker plot points of the series that, that don't even get answered. Um, and overall, like the absurdism is there, which is great, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's not so even jumbled. fun enough. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, even yeah. fun. Abs- like you, you, the, the opposite of this is carnivorous carnival, right? Where it's like, right. yeah, it's absurd, but it's like in a delightful, funny right. way. Fun. But this one right. is just like, I think the context of a hospital is just like, it's too so unfunny and morbid to make yeah. it to where the absurdity is like what are we doing this feels gross uh, right and, and the and cover looks gross and it's just like yeah it's just kind of the grossest book it doesn't sell you on the universe right and that's what makes yeah. carnivorous carnival again so good. like that's right. why it's such a standout in this series is because you come off of hostile hospital where you're like yeah okay like 
I don't really understand what's going on. What yeah. are we going for here? It feels and then Carnivorous like the, Carnival yeah. hits you in the mouth. That's right. Like, Especially that's right. Right after Vile Village, it's like we set up some big mysteries, and then Hostile mm-hmm. Hospital feels like he's really stretching to get to thirteen books, isn't he? Doesn't yeah, it feel it like? Feels where, like and, and Carnivorous Carnival is that way too. But it's like, yeah, but give him this one. He's having some. <laughs> he's fun. having fun. He's, he's on it's a so lark. Fun. But Hostile right. Hospital is like you're just kicking the can down the road until you, really you get to kicking. the end of the series. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm down. And then and then we've said it for a while, but like neither of us basically it's a wonder people continue this series at all because bad beginning is just like not that it's not a book great I mean, it's like a pamphlet yeah for one. It's, it's like a pamphlet 10 pages it teases it's, you on sort of the notion of the series but it's almost like too dark for its own good without any of the goofy the, stuff that the comes into the second book skeevy skeevy yeah. like not in a fun way right skeevy like very gross in this book absolutely not good the, the main good. advantage is I think most people, I, I know this was my experience and I, I think mm-hmm. you've said it was kind of yours as well, is these books are like so small and kind of cheap that when if, if you are gifted them as a kid, you get like the first right. three or four. You, and so you you're like, through I, I burned right. through one. That was fine, I guess. I'll check out the second one. And then you read <laughs> exactly. Reptile in Your Room and you're like, all right, cool. Now this series can hang. That's fine. That, that all right. works for me. But it's like, if you only checked this book out from the library i i wouldn't be surprised how many people have read the first one and and never continued the rest of the series because it's just like it's funny because it's like there's two it's like it hits you with two books right above the line of quality right 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 and then it hits you with two more that are below it yeah (laughs) it's just a rocky start it's really tough for the for getting the series off the ground but but, i mean again luckily they're so short like the books don't start getting long until they start getting good so that's true that's um, true they yeah they stay under 200 pages for just long enough to when ersatz elevator comes around and i think is the first to break that 200 page mark yeah and is is a good book like a a top five in the series books. All right. Well, let's jump back up and we're going to do the top three. And you've already teased that your number three is the end. And that makes me so nervous, but let's have this conversation. Let's talk about, let's just lay out the, the top three books then as you've got them. And then we'll, we'll see if I uh, throw up a little bit or not. So you're putting the end at number three. So what goes above three? What goes above Uh, the end? The slippery slope. Okay, sure, yeah, and then number one, as you've is the said penultimate. many times, is p- <laughs> penultimate, penultimate peril. peril. Yeah, um, <laughs> I this is this is tough for me. I I do still love Slippery Slope. I think it's it's a good book, but uh, towards the end of the series, I, I started to feel like these other ones were just like so much more important and impactful. Um, True. That for for me. I mean, for me, my ranking would be the end is number one. Like the end changed me <laughs> as a person. <laughs> I, I think it is just an absolutely perfect book. The penultimate peril is like a wild ride, but I also found it like so busy and jumbled that it confused okay. me at certain points. Like it was it was hard to keep track of some of the information or it was so steeped in that mystery book element that I, I became nervous. It, it's it's an interesting book because it tricked me, right? Basically, it tricked right. me into thinking, this is a mystery novel about all these mysteries. And so what I ended up doing is I'm like, I have to like pay attention to every single detail that happens in these chapters because he's going to pay that off for me. And he doesn't really in Penultimate Peril. And what you further learn in the end is he definitely was never going to pay that off. And... Yeah, I think in retrospect, I feel a little bit spurned by that. And maybe that's okay. Maybe that's like the stylistic choice. But to me, it right. it, it throws me off uh, in, in a way 
that uh, at least prevents me from wanting Penultimate Peril to be at least my number one. Right, right. And I don't think it's going to be our number one. Yeah. I just wanted to, because the way that I envisioned us doing this yeah. a little You've bit. You've got your list and we'll read list. Right. for sure. And, and we'll put it together. But I do want to make the point that Penultimate Peril what, does all of the fun things that Carnivorous Carnival does and is kind of the actual end to the series for sure. in a, in a weird is. way, right? Yeah. Like it, it wraps up the most storylines. Yeah. It kind of gives you the, if, if you want a sad, honestly, like you might feel unsatisfied by the ending of VFD, like the VFD plot points, but that's the end of it. You know, I think the hardest thing when I'm looking at this list is that I, I have like a difficulty reckoning with slippery slope more than anything. Um, I'm I, like I'm trying to think where slippery slope even that one sort of exists in in my mind anymore because it's like it it has one of my favorite moments which is the Quigley and Violet moment. It's sweet. It's such a but sweet moment. I would say on the whole, the rest of the book is like a lot Honestly, of filler. Like it's got that whole A B C D chant thing in it it's it's oh, really God, fluffing yeah, the page count. it does have that uh, yeah that might, i might move it down the list just for that i like, i ugh. think the camp like the kids the the scouts and stuff aren't actually like that interesting or involved in anything what it what it has is the sunny chapters right that's where it it reaches high is it's like it's got right. sunny the learning sunny more chapters are about some of the yeah, it's, it's it's got it's got sunny learning about olaf and his gang and you you get a peek behind the curtain What's interesting, I think, on on retrospect is like, again, the end teaches you that so many details don't matter. And so right. it felt like Slippery Slope was setting me up for something that doesn't actually really pay off in any meaningful way, except for the fact that like you get this notion that like everyone is abandoning Olaf, which is why in the end he is completely and utterly alone <laughs> and he and he mm -hmm. basically dies alone <laughs> which is crazy i mean he dies right. with kit snicket i guess but you get so little information about that but i i just struggle with like yeah the importance the the other thing that i think is odd is like we get more of the the carnival workers in this True. one and then they just sort of disappear there's just all these things that that get like left more... out and and some of yeah. that is like good and on purpose and some of it feels like yeah that was just left out because it was with all the stuff that got left out that's how i feel about the carnival workers that where it's like we weren't even given a mystery with them we just decided to stop writing right. them as characters we, we decided to stop including them and i mean he he slowly just gets rid of people until right. at the very end of penultimate peril when he's like i'm gonna get rid of everybody yeah and right just all characters are crux gone. of what's left and and write these new characters that can really help me tell yeah the end of this story right yeah i think our ranking our ranking as a team is going to be the end number one like well that's, that's the, i mean we, we can meet in the middle if if because i do still no, think penultimate no, peril I, is great i i think that the end Honestly, it's probably better than Slippery Slope, too. Yeah. And here's the thing about my ranking. Again, I just kind of shoved the end in there. <laughs> and then, like, now that we're talking through it, this is great that we're talking through it. Well, because you, you had it at four, and then you swapped it with Air Set. Or no, you had it I, even I had lower. It at five. You had yeah, it at five. Just, we can't put the end number one. That's that's no, a disservice no, 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 to no, you. No, 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 no. That's not, that, what I'm saying is I didn't I didn't have it anywhere on the list. Yeah, I yeah. just had it. I just you put slotted it, on. it in. I really do think that the end is like my second favorite. And I think, though, between us, that penultimate peril is probably lower for you than, mm -hmm. the, than the end is for me. Like, it's probably my, like, 
I don't know Here's about the thing about that. the end. All I right, shoved right. it on my list. I shoved it. I'll, put, I'll tell you when I put it on my list. Chapter seven of the end, I put the end on my list. Oh, yeah. No, that's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> because then so, chapter nine and ten happen. Right. You're like, oh, dear so, God. Exactly. Yeah. So whenever I was looking at it today, just as I was pulling it up, I was like, oh, I'm going to need to make some changes. And then you sitting here talking about Slippery Slope. I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, the end is like my second favorite at All the right. very least. So I, I have a I new, think that it's probably our favorite. I have a new methodology because our shared list, it's just not fair to have like a sequential uh, order. I think we mm -hmm. have tiers. I, I think we have ranks. I think we, because I, I like some of the categories we've set up as well. So for mm -hmm. me, I think we have an S tier of penultimate peril and the end. And yes. then we have uh, an A tier of slippery slope, airzats, and carnivorous carnival. Correct. And yeah. then we have a B tier of Vile mm -hmm. Village, Reptile Room, and Grim Grotto. Correct. And then we have a C tier of everything mm -hmm. else? No. Wide Window through even Austere, maybe, where it's like what those three books have going for them, even when they're even when they're not my favorites, is their their place is well defined and is at least fun for the singular story. Agreed. Yeah, Whereas yeah, Hostile Hospital and Bad Beginning are just like Blech, right. they're just here here it is this thing that doesn't right. you know like i don't know i guess we're in a hospital this time let's make it make sense <laughs> it, and it, it's just no good so th the d tier is hostile hospital c tier wide window miserable mill austere academy b tier vile village reptile room grim grotto a tier slippery slope airsats elevator and carnivorous carnival and s tier penultimate penultimate peril and the end how do you feel about that yeah i feel great about that i mean i Yes, the, you know, <laughs> Slippery Slope does deserve a lot of love because it was the book that I, I feel like Slippery Slope is the book that comes to mind for me when I think about a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, probably yeah. not anymore. Not anymore. But for we're going to we're going to put this in context. I mean, I'm 31 years old. So for 15 <laughs> years of my life, the, the book that was at the top for me was Slippery Slope. Mm -hmm. Right. And now it's like my third favorite. Yeah. Which is great for the end of this series it means that the end of this series was a lot more impactful for me this time around yeah. and you can tell just by the rankings here alone right. that grim grotto moving way up the list and both penultimate peril and the end being in my top two is just like yeah that that makes the most sense but slippery yeah. slope you know i i think it's more that's more of a nostalgia thing for me it's more like I remembered like whenever you were like, let's do a series of unfortunate events or whenever I brought yeah. that up or whoever brought it up. The thing that I was thinking of was I want to get to slippery slope yeah. again because I love that book so, so much yeah. and rereading it, even with the goofy alphabet stuff that's in it, um, whatever. Um, well, when you're reading <laughs> it too, it's so stuff. easy to skim over. That was, uh, that's the thing exactly. about listening to these books. That's all that always weigh, weighs on you more heavily. But like when mm -hmm. you do read them, I mean, I was yeah. finding that I, I did end up reading the end and there's even little parts of that book where it's like there's a there's a part of that book where they first discover the uh, all of the detritus in the Arbor Arboretum. Yeah. And he spends two full pages basically describing as many items as he possibly can that just exist yeah. in there. And I just I, like I, I looked know. at that list and was like, <laughs> I'm going to skip to the next page and just yes. move on with my life. <laughs> yeah, I remember that chapter. Yeah. And the end has a few things like that. But like I said, I put that book on the list way too early. And then whenever <sighs> I was finishing the series, I just forgot how absolutely incredible. I, I mean, I didn't forget the chapter 14 and how great chapter 14 is, but just 
just reading the end of the series and, and, and then looking at my list. Yeah. The end is definitely an S tier book. It's so the, that last action sequence is one of, is just like Lemony Snicket just put it all together. You yeah. Know? Like, I feel like that was really what he was working towards. Right. Was doing something that was so incredible. I mean, we didn't even talk about it in the end episode, but count Olaf giving kit a little kiss on the floor. I know. Yeah. Is just uh- like, to me, it's, great. it's so good. And <laughs> and to me, what is so like fascinating about how he sticks the landing is the idea that we've even covered in this episode. This series feels like it gets pulled in a lot of directions. It's so fun that it yeah. feels like Daniel Handler had room to experiment and, to play, and yeah. play around and not know mm. maybe necessarily where he was going at some elements. And then for the ending to still feel like it it really encapsulates and wraps everything up is such a testament to not only his skill as a writer, but like the strength of the universe to just feel okay being left without all the details you might want. Right. Like to, to, for in right. the end to him to sort of be like, I, and I'm just, I'm done writing this and there's a lot of information you don't have. And for you to kind of go and you have to be fine. okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you are, you, you just are even yes. though, because you've had, You've had the fluff and you've had the important stuff and it all adds up to this hole where you're just like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I don't I don't need more of this, which is, again, why it's like I it's going to be a big break before we do that second series, because (laughs) more than anything, I'm just like, I don't need that right now. Like, I don't I don't I I love that the next series is called All the Wrong Questions, because right now I'm just like, I have no other. I actually don't have questions like I don't need to know anything else. I've got the information I need to feel good about this series. So I I, yeah, I'm I just am so glad we did this, EJ. (laughs) Yes, it does feel doesn't it feel great too? I'm I'm like the thing that I'm happiest about really Matt and the thing that I wanted this project for is so that you would get to finish this series. Yeah, I, yeah, mean, I need I need And the too. fact that and the fact that like it says a lot that like what is it? Four of our top 5 books all yeah. come from like book 9 to 13 yeah. like in the last you know, five, six books of the series. Right. Like, well, and, and that's for our group one. Grim Grotto is in like my top four are the last four books, basically. Like it, that's true. I, my I mean, ranking yeah. is really like you could almost work backwards from the last book to like, yeah, to <laughs> it's just book. the series in reverse minus like, yeah. like swap reptile room and hostile hospital. And that's my ranking of the series. <laughs> my, my personal <laughs> ranking. Number one, the end, number two, penultimate peril, number three, oh, Grimbrata, wow, it is, it number four, slippery, number five, carnivorous, <laughs> number six is then reptile room. Number seven, vile village, number eight, yep. Airsats, number nine, austere, number 10, miserable wow. mill, 11, wide window, 12, hostile hospital and 13, bad beginning that's there you go there's my personal ranking wow. if, if you've got to have yeah. one. that's that's i don't know there's probably some shuffling in there i could do but i don't care to at the moment <laughs> i think it was cool just watching him grow as a writer too you know yeah. i think i think that's the one of the biggest things that's so that funny I we keep away. saying it like that too because this whole series was written in all of what like four years he wrote this so fast it's a it's yeah. actually amazing but, I, I, but maybe we don't grew, even give him enough I mean, he definitely grew but i wonder how much of this he really did have road mapped from the beginning you know what i mean i don't know i, 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 I want to look up more say. interviews I, we got maybe we can get him but my desperate ploy is to try to get him on the show and talk to daniel <laughs> handler about like how these books came about in his head structurally yeah i i can't I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think that might be, and he may have an interview online or something. I'll try we'll, to find uh, something We'll, we'll dig, but yeah, we'll no, some, I, we'll I agree research, with the, you, with what your theory that it's probably like, no, a lot of this he was making up as retconned. he, as he went. Yeah. yeah. A lot of retconned information in those first six books and everything. I, yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised. Make it work. Yeah. He makes it work. 
I wouldn't be surprised. The, the the feeling I always get is that the first four books were written more or less together as like the romp. Just here, here's how here's the structure of these adventures. But there's like very very little connective tissue. And then Austere Academy, where he introduces the Quagmires, is when he's like, all right. I've got a world. I have the basis for a world and it's mm-hmm. time to start kind of seeing what that looks like. And from like five to maybe even seven or eight is when mm-hmm. he's like, all right, we're playing with the world and seeing what the sort of confines of that world are. Maybe we're even creating up a nine. mystery for our protagonist. Yeah. But then the fact that he at the very end just like says, yeah. hey, there's a lot of mysteries in the world. Right. And actually, the one that you were trying to solve doesn't really even matter. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. listeners, thank you for joining <laughs> us on this this wild journey through a series of unfortunate events. It's been it's been such a good time. It, it's going to be hard to top this series uh, whenever we get back into another series. I don't know when we'll start like another sort of long term project like this. We might it might be a while. It might be more fun to bounce around for a bit. But uh, yeah, let's do some other stuff. Yeah, I want I want to hear everybody else's takes though. If if they've re reread all the books, I'm definitely gonna try to re read or I mean rewatch the series, uh, the Netflix series. I like you said, yes. I gotta see how they did like the last few books of this. Like, oh I, my I just, god, yeah. The I last think you said of that yeah, exactly. We just need to watch insane. the last season. I don't think I need to watch the rest of the show necessarily. I had right. got I'd gotten up through book six or whatever, but I might just skip to like you said that final season and see where we go from there. But Everybody, thank you for joining us on uh, Just Dads Reading Books' Adventures Through a Series of Unfortunate Events. And I don't know how else to end this besides just saying, you know, this is the end. This is the end of the end of the end <laughs> for a series of unfortunate events. And I hope you enjoyed this journey, listener, because as a man once said at the end of The Great Gatsby, so we beat on boats against the current, <laughs> borne back ceaselessly into the past.